and welcome back to the Delaware Boys Dynasty Football Podcast. All four of us on the screen at one time. It's been a while, boys. Say what's up to the people. Say what's up to the fans. What up, what's going on, guys? What's going on? Glad to be back. Uh, real quick, just want to thank Frankie and AJ for stepping in for Stephen and I. I was working Firefly. I'm sure Stephen was free- frozen at work. Um, so I appreciate you guys filling in, but uh, glad to be back. First podcast yeah. I missed in a minute. I was on a good streak. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to be back. It's actually my first missed podcast ever, so it uh, hurt a little bit. But they did a great job filling in. Um, great information coming from them. Great week three recaps and things like that. We appreciate you, boys. Um, week four, we are, you know, used to be a quarter of the way through the season. You know, 17 game, however you want to look at it. But the NFL season is flying. Um, so we get a pretty idea, good idea of where people's values lie. Um trends trending up trending down um tonight we're going to jump into like a buy low sell high type of thing for dynasty purposes and then we're going to look into a thursday night preview um buy lose let's start there um i want to start with dj Moore. Uh, a lot of people are obviously very frustrated with dj Moore. um first month of september last year was wide receiver four now sits at wide receiver 61 I'm sure you're not going to have to pay that wide receiver 12 to 15 price that you're, you were getting him for um, in the beginning of the season. Um, I think it correlates to Baker Mayfield. Uh, hasn't been very good. The offense hasn't been very good. They lead the league in, in giveaways. I think they're at nine fumbles to start to through three weeks. It's ridiculous. Um, but you know what DJ Moore is? Consistently 14 to 17 fantasy points per game. Uh, consistent 1,100 plus yards, uh, four touchdown guy. Usually finishes anywhere from wide receiver 15 to, to 20. Um, if I can get him as a wide receiver, I saw on the consensus he's sitting at like wide receiver 23. I'm willing to buy that. Um, so I'm going to start there with DJ Moore. Any thoughts? I'll jump in um, just because I have a few shares of DJ Moore. I actually sold a couple shares already since this past weekend. Um, I'm, I'm really concerned about DJ Moore. Actually, I'm, I'm actually the opposite of you. Um, he, he hasn't seen more than six targets in three games. That's not good for a wide receiver one on your team. Uh, especially in fantasy, he has not crossed 43 receiving yards in a game and he got that twice. Um, that, that's scary. I actually thought Baker was going to be his best quarterback as far as a fantasy standpoint. I thought Baker would try to zone in on one wide receiver on that team. He's not even utilizing Christian McCaffrey in the receiving end of the game. I don't know what Baker's doing there. I saw a thing that he's ranked 32nd in the league um, as far as like um, QBR based off of the first three weeks, which is not good. It's not good for fantasy. You need points. If you're not getting your guy the ball, he's not going to give us points. And we're here in fantasy to get points. So I'm actually in the opposite direction of you. Now, obviously, direct correlation, you're linking his success to Baker Mayfield, but not based off talent. Um, long term, are you are you are you OK with owning DJ Moore? Because obviously Baker isn't a long term solution. It, 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 I'm not comfortable owning him. If my team's already in a, you know, oh, and three start, uh, I'm probably going to hold on to him. Yeah, you're not going to be able to sell him for high. If you can find somebody and get a first-round pick for DJ Moore, I'm selling. But the odds of you finding a first-round pick for DJ Moore in this at this point in the season are probably slim to none. 
Um, so if you're in that 0-3 or even a 1-2 and and you're not comfortable with your team going forward, I'd probably hold on to them just because I do like the talent from D.J. Moore. I just don't like the situation that they have put around him. Matt Rule is, to me, not a good coach. Baker Mayfield is not a good quarterback to support a wide receiver one. Um, not in fantasy. Like His actual wide receiver one doesn't produce wide receiver one numbers in the fantasy game. Um, so – he, he's he's a sell or a hold if you're already out of contention. All right, last question. Um, same range, DJ Moore with a proven track record or Chris Olave? You're asking me? Yeah, anybody. Uh, uh, give, me, give me Chris Olave. I mean, Jameis is going to throw the ball, regardless of what you think of Jameis Winston as a quarter, a real NFL quarterback, fantasy quarterback, a person. The guy's going to throw the ball. His wide receivers generally put up fantasy numbers. I mean, we've seen him be a QB one. We've seen him support two high end wide receivers. Uh, Chris Olave has the most air yards in the NFL by over 200 already after three weeks, which is impressive. Uh, Michael Thomas is there. James is going to throw the ball. I just like that system a little bit more than I do Carolina. Cool. Dilly, buy low. Who you got, buddy? Sorry, sorry. Um, my bad, my bad. In the middle of some fucking emergency text. No big deal. Uh, but yeah, my bylaw right now, I kind of like see where Steven's coming from as far as like looking into the future goes. Like, I guess buy low on DJ Moore now. So like maybe somewhere down the line he blows up. I'm going the same direction though in DK Metcalf, who I think is still a massive talent right now. He sits at wide receiver 43, which a lot of fantasy managers could definitely be frustrated with. Um, but looking at down the road, you got to realize we're a dynasty podcast. So, like, if you're not in contention this year and you can go get DK Metcalf right now with Geno Smith, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's in a contract year. So, he could go elsewhere unless he gets franchise tagged. He actually did sign a contract this offseason. I think it was a yeah. four or five year extension. Oh, my so bad. He's right. there. My yeah, but even then, I still, damn. Damn. <laughs> but uh but yeah no still um i'm still buying on dk i think he's still a massive talent he came out of the same class aj brown and he got his quarterback and aj brown's going crazy um seahawks gonna be bad this season i think they can go out and get quarterback in the draft or in the offseason if they can find somebody anybody better than geno smith to be honest with you the thing about dk is too i don't think he played terrible um, with Geno down the stretch last year in that four-game stretch with Russ. I think I think he ended up in a four games. It, it wasn't a high yardage total, but he did end up with three scores in three games. Uh, that's DK's biggest attribute is being able to score. Uh, DJ yeah. leads the league in scores since he's coming – or DK leads the league in scores since he's coming to the league. Um, again, me and you are projecting, you know, the QB situations improve. Obviously, the QBR, 32nd overall QBR for Baker Mayfield, doesn't do DJ more any justice. Playing with Geno Smith, who at times can be conservative and keep things around the line of scrimmage, doesn't bode well for DK's play. But I think if the QB situations improve, the, you could see those guys jump back into the the wider low end wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two numbers that you've come accustomed to. Um, DK's also had a pretty good target share. Still, I mean, last game he had twelve targets, so he's still getting targeted even with Geno being conservative. So. The targets are still there for DK, even as a buy low. I like that as a buy low candidate, especially moving forward for fantasy. So, yeah, DK is a really good buy low. 
Um, I know you guys always talk too. DK disappears in the second half of seasons. Uh, so we'll see how this plays out for him down the stretch. Like you said, the Seahawks team is really bad. Uh, they're going to be bad. Yeah, they're, uh, not, they're not a good team. No, but we'll see. Yeah. You know, see, I think it, I mean, QB situation improves because I like the O-line. Like they've done – they've made drastic upgrades to the O-line. Charles Cross has been really good as well. So we'll see. Um, Frankie, buy low. Uh, my buy low guy is uh, another wide receiver, Terry McLaurin. Uh, the Washington football team slash commanders haven't really looked that great. Uh, Carson Wentz just had probably one of the worst games he's going to have all season, hopefully. Um, so a lot of, lot of poo-poo around the football team. Uh, Terry McLaurin's currently sitting at wide receiver 27. Um, last game, I think, is kind of going to be a little bit more consistent from what you can see from McLaurin. Six catches for 102 yards. Um, I think that's going to be more or less his floor moving forward. So I think if you can get a guy like that to get you 16 points a game, uh, roughly 16 points a game, depending on your league format, uh, you should go ahead and try to snatch that up. And he's still only 26. Uh, I think the commanders or football team are going to be in good position to get one of these good young quarterbacks in the draft coming up. So uh, I really like Terry McLaurin coming into the season. I don't think he's done anything to prove that he's not still a really valuable wide receiver in this league. So uh, Terry McLaurin's my buy low guy. I totally agree with you there too. Um, This is also the most explosive you've seen Terry McLaurin. I mean, he's averaging almost 20 yards a catch. Like he, it's boom or bust when it comes to the amount of targets he's going to receive in the game. But when he is receiving targets, he's working down the field. Yeah. Uh, 11 yards per target, a little over, almost 20 yards per catch. Uh, explosive plays mixed with some with some touchdowns here and there, um, you know, could put you back in that mid-range wide receiver two numbers. Big gains possibly put you in the low-end wide receiver one territory. Um, the only thing about McLaurin is, or have you come to accept the fact that he is – probably a wide receiver too. And that's what he's going to be for the rest of his career. He's never cracked the top, the top 15 in fantasy yeah. finishes. Are you okay with yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm never, I always think Terry McLaurin's upside is high end wide receiver too. Like I don't think Terry McLaurin's ever going to be like, he might flirt with wide receiver one numbers a few weeks here or there, but I think uh, league average or week average, just moving forward, Terry McLaurin's going to value out more as a wide receiver too. But I think he's going to give you some some weeks where he could be a wide receiver one, where he gets in the end zone twice with eight catches for 102 yards. Like his stat line last week, if you just throw two touchdowns on that, it's a wide receiver one week. So uh, I think Terry McLaurin very realistically could put up wide receiver one numbers, but I think absolutely he's going to value out around a wide receiver two still. But Still a high-end wide receiver, too, and those are very valuable in, in fantasy, and especially dynasty. Absolutely. We play a lot of three wide receiver leagues with two flexes, so he's going to be started regardless. So, yeah, I, I definitely see that, too. Um, AJ, you were going to say something Terry McLaurin. Oh, okay. What you got, Deli? Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, the weird thing about this commander's offense with Carson Wentz is the only thing that worries me is they're kind of spreading the ball to everybody in this offense. Uh, I mean, Carson Wentz had great games, and – uh, Jahan Dotson's already kind of broken out as like Carson Wentz kind of like guy in the offseason. We've kind of seen that so far in the season. Yeah. So, um, just the spreading of the ball concerns me a little bit with McLaurin, considering like he was supposed to be this alpha number one when he came in. And I get like settling as a wide receiver too, uh, is definitely realistic for him, but I don't know. Them spreading the ball the way they are kind of concerns me. 
Yeah, Logan Thomas looks good. Logan Thomas looks good after, you know, coming back from this injury as well. Uh, He draws targets. uh, Curtis Samuel, he's he's being really explosive after the catch as well, getting him involved with carries as well. Uh, This offense, it hasn't looked great per se, especially in the Eagles game. Uh, It doesn't look super efficient. It doesn't look super efficient at times. I mean, yeah, they put up 30-point games. I get that. But, like, they actually lead the league, and <clears throat> they actually lead the league in possessions left on the field, like, per that, like, points left on the field, too. I don't know. I've seen this, and, of course, Gibson is involved. McKissick is involved. But I like McLaurin. I got a comment, though. I think this is definitely a troll comment. I can't lie. <laughs> I think it's going to pan out. Um, That's the boss, man. Hey, man, go off. Joe Flacco wins you a fantasy football championship, buddy. You go off, man. <laughs> I don't think he's going to have a job for for another few weeks, but he can get you there. All you got to do is get to the playoffs. Yeah, Anything God. can happen from there. God bless Joe Flacco. <laughs> oh, man. Um, 2013. <laughs> AJ, you were going to say something on Terry McLaurin, man. Oh, I actually wasn't. I thought you guys touched on everything. Um, I've always been a firm believer Terry McLaurin is nothing but a wide receiver two. He's not a wide receiver three. He's not a wide receiver one. He's going to live in that area where he's wide receiver 12 to 21, 22, week in and week out. He's going to have some bad games for you where it's very frustrating where he gets you single-digit weeks. But like Frankie touched on, he's going to – he's most of the time his floor is at six to eight catches right around 100 yards. More than likely won't find the end zone. Uh, I don't know what his career high is for touchdowns, maybe seven, maybe eight, but I don't think it's eight. Um, he's, a, he's a safe wide receiver too. I mean, that, that's what he is. That's what he's proven over the years, and I think that's how Carson Wentz is going to treat him. Guys, before I move on to your uh, by low, AJ, just one more comment. Um, from Logan Stone off Facebook, another VSN uh, writer as well. Keep up the good work. Hey, we appreciate it, guys. Uh, <laughs> if you do play in fantasy football leagues and you do take our advice, we sincerely appreciate it. Um, but, AJ, hop into your buy low, man. Uh, my buy low, uh, you can call me a homer. Uh, it's actually going to be Chris Godwin. I think this is the perfect time to buy Chris Godwin. Uh, Tom Brady is struggling with the offense that is surrounding him right now. Um, Mike Evans didn't have a big game week one against Dallas. Um, I kind of block out when he plays the Saints week two. He is, he does not play well against Marshawn Lattimore. Lattimore owns Mike Evans. He is a must-sit every time Mike Evans plays uh, the Saints. For those that still want to continue to try to start Mike Evans against the Saints, that's on you. Um, but he is – Marshawn owns him. Um, but Chris Godwin, he's coming back shortly. Um, Brady needs that blanket, and Godwin is that blanket. Um Last year, when he he played 14 games, got hurt in that 14th game, he was on pace to have a great season. He had 98 catches, right around 1,100 yards. Those three extra games um, could have been around 120, 13, 1,400 yards. That would have been a tremendous season for Chris Godwin. Um, I think Brady needs that. Brady's getting frustrated with this offense. Most they've scored is 20 points in a game, 20, 19, and 12. That's not Tom Brady's offense. Um, I think with Godwin coming back, like I said, he's that blanket. He can get those short passes. I think he's going to get peppered. Um, I think he's a perfect buy low right now. P- 
people, are, especially if their team's struggling and they have Godwin on their bench, they're looking to make a move. I think this is the time to strike and try to grab your Chris Godwin. Um, I think even going forward into next year when they don't have Tom Brady, he's going to be the receiver that the quarterback that steps in next year, will they will rely on outside of the uh, – excuse me, compared to like a Mike Evans where they're gonna, he's going to sit on the outside, Godwin's going to sit in the middle. Um, I think he's going to draw more targets than Mike Evans going forward. So I think Godwin's a perfect buy low for that reason. He said, hey, bro, that's my quarterback. Got to protect Tom Brady. <laughs> what I'm supposed to do. What am I yeah, Bruce Arians sent him in there. <laughs> so real quick, just to touch, I couldn't agree more, AJ. He's my most owned wide receiver. I've been buying him all offseason off this ACL injury. Um, and the struggle of this offense without him. And now the Mike Evans injury is massive for him. And, uh, yeah, I've been buying him this whole time. So I couldn't agree more. Yeah, you saw – I mean, you saw the game Russell Gage just produced. Granted, it was an ugly game for the Bucks, But, I mean, 13 targets mainly. I want to say he drew 10 targets out of the slot. Um, and Cole Beasley lined up in the slot too, drew some targets. Uh, for sure, Chris Godwin out of the other two wide receivers I just named are – He's head and shoulders above them, right? You know what I mean? Especially Cole Beasley at 33 years old. Right. Uh, He's developed that chemistry with Brady already. Brady, him and Godwin have had a great connection from day one. For sure. So, Um, And, I mean, Gage drew 13 targets. uh, Scored, like I said, last last minute of the game. But I see – The health doesn't worry you guys at all? The re-injury – factor like he just re-hurt himself from coming back too soon from injury it wasn't as ACL. About. he yeah, hurt his ankle no no but that's that's kind of how the re-injury the thing works like you you overcompensate those muscles and then you re-injure something else that you wouldn't have otherwise injured so like i don't i don't know it's just if you rush him back it seems like he's going to get injured again and that's the only kind of hold up i have i agree with you guys fully mark or marquise brown excuse me uh, God, when you put him in that offense, uh, <laughs> yep. you put him, uh, back in that don't offense. get him too excited. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, yep. sorry, I got ahead of myself there. But uh, this podcast is for God children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. God, would good, 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 good option there. <laughs> but I guess like AJ and AJ's right though. Like, say you get Godwin from week, you know, a healthy Godwin from week eight to week seventeen. And I mean, you get this guy when that's, that was averaging close to 20 fantasy points per game, uh, league winner type receiver, uh, and he's going. I, I don't. I think he dropped out of the top 25 when I was looking at general consensus. Uh, that's crazy to me. I mean, you're telling me you, like Jerry Judy over Godwin, like that just blows my mind. You know what I mean? Like when it's looking at this injury, people are just selling Godwin, and I don't understand why. Taking Joe Flacco over Jerry Judy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but I appreciate you trying to talk Hollywood Brown into this podcast. It really, really melts my heart. Man. Oh, don't you worry about that. But can I get a quick, quick uh, sneak by low sure. in here? Absolutely, uh, Calvin Ridley. Since we're a dynasty podcast, if your team is three and zero right now and you're looking like you're going to make a pretty deep playoff run, I would definitely go ahead and offer a first round pick for Calvin Ridley. Uh, go ahead and make sure you shore up your wide receiver group for next year. Um, but I would definitely go ahead and say if you're looking like you're going to make a deep playoff run and your first round pick isn't going to be like a super early first round pick and you're in like a 12 or 14 man league, I would definitely go ahead and throw a first round pick out there for Calvary. Would you be willing to bet he's on the Falcons next year? 
um, no, and I don't appreciate the pun. Um, <laughs> but I do not believe Calvin Ridley would be on the Atlanta Falcons next year. I think uh, if I had to bet any amount of money on it, I would say he's going to be uh, on the Patriots. So You are a sick individual. You know that? <laughs> I am. You're a sick am. individual. I don't. I don't see the Patriots. Patriots don't go after wide receivers. They're going to look for somebody like they went Mark. after him before he got suspended. They, yeah, so we but were now really he's got suspended. To to them. They'll probably they'll probably target like Marquise Goodwin or something. Oh yeah, because the Patriots don't bring in troubled wide receivers. It's never anything they've ever done before. Nah, they look for more trouble <laughs> than betting. I know a team that needs a wide receiver in this podcast. That New York Giants flag looks pretty. Looks pretty back there. Calvin Ridley, Richard, will James, Richard James. Yeah, Richard we James. ain't gonna get. There ain't no point in getting Calvin Ridley. If we don't get a new quarterback. You guys are definitely gonna get a new quarterback. Are they? They're winning too hey, much. Hey, I think we're already out of question in the, for the first place. <laughs> That's fair, but Daniel Jones definitely ain't it. Maybe you guys can coax Lamar Jackson to come uh, to to the Big Apple. Hey, I'm taking that all day. Hey, I'll tell you what though, Brian Dabble, I'm very impressed, man. You know, I think yeah. you guys found a very Not good coach. the Giants too much, but I'm very excited. The direction these guys going in. You guys just lost to Cooper Rush. Daniel Great. Jones lost that. We're a fucking bad team, Frankie. I, I'm just messing with you, bro. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> just saying, I'm the only one to pick Dallas to win that game. Well, I did pick the Giants. Yes, I did. Um any more by boys? There's plenty of by You guys got any more? We're only 20 minutes into the podcast. Any we're going to short one because we're going to do another 20 minutes for yeah, sell, we still uh, do sell, sell highs. highs. Transition right into the sell high. I'll start with you, Chalmers. I know you got somebody right there. Well, me and Deli were talking about him. Um, are you taking your other guy? If so, I'm, all right, fuck it. I'm going with Claude Edwards Hilaire. Um, running back, running back six right now in fantasy football running back scorings. And that says a lot, especially since the dude hasn't had more than 13 touches in any of the three games he's played this year. Um, scored a touchdown with zero yards last week. Uh, seven <laughs> carries, zero yards. Yes. Um, I get he plays on the best offense in the league or one of the best offenses in the league, uh, but he's in a timeshare with Jarek McKinnon. Um, Isaiah Pache- Pacheco hasn't been used as much as I thought he would. But I I just don't – I think Andy Reid hates Clyde. I really do. Um, <laughs> uh, if, you, if you can get a high-end second-round pick for him, see ya. I just – I'm not impressed with – I mean, the usage just isn't there. Like a true running back one is. I, I think the touchdowns are fluky. Scored in three straight games. Um Running the ball hasn't been really efficient outside of week one. But that's my sell high, boys. Second round pick, I, he's gone off my, off my roster. Yeah, yeah like I, mean, I don't really have anything to add to CEH. He's kind of uh, definitely a good sell high. If you can get anything for CEH, I think you should grab that. Second round pick would be a great value for CEH, I think. Like a 2023 second for CEH, I think that's an awesome upgrade. Sorry, Dale, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, you're good. I was just going to say, we were talking about it before. Yeah, Clyde is somebody I've never – well, once I saw him play in the league, I was never in on him. I was in on him when he was at LSU. And the worst yeah. dynasty mistake I ever made in my life was taking him over JT. 
Uh, I'll probably never, ever leave that down once in my life, ever. But, uh, yeah, I, ever since he's touched the field, I've never been impressed. He's awful at the goal line. This is the best chance you've had to sell him since uh, he was a rookie. I yeah. might as well try to get as much as you can for him while you can. Uh, to me, it doesn't really matter who it is. Just, yeah, I, I'm just, I don't like Clyde. <laughs> I just want to touch one thing that you said taking Clyde over JT, it, it circles back to draft talent over landing spot. Everybody right. wants to preach, oh, we went to a better landing spot. If he's a sure talent, you need to take the talent regardless of where they go. Look at A.J. Brown when he went to Tennessee. Nobody liked it there. Jonathan or Clyde going to Kansas City, they're like, oh, I like that landing spot. So uh, take the talent. Talent always right. comes out again. I will say the week one of his rookie year, I think he went off like 130 in a touchdown. He did look yeah, good. Yeah, the Texans game. game. That Texans one game. Clyde was a front rubber. Uh, he well. played the Patriots on Thursday night football. Clyde. He was the first round draft pick as well. It's not like he didn't have talent. Yeah, 32nd overall. He's the yeah. worst goal line back I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's, it's really He's bad. Awful. It, it's really just terrible. Darren Sproles was better. Rolls is a monster. Yeah, but uh, shit, I'll get into my so high. Um, this just goes out to anybody that's not in contention to win. Um, if you have, if you're just a middle of the pack team or somebody that's rebuilding, and you have Cordell Patterson on your on your team, please just go get whatever you possibly can for him. Um, this is a team looking to finally win a championship in your league, or a team that needs one more player to push. Go for it. He's off to a great start, um, but he's 31 years old. I'm riding that CPAT wave, baby. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> me and Frankie got him in the winning league right now, but but seriously, though, like I have him in three leagues. Yeah, three leagues. Bro, three that's the leagues, These Falcons fans are crazy, man. <laughs> Three dynasty leagues. <laughs> but yeah, no, honestly, if if I'm not contending and I have him on my roster, I'm selling him to a con- contender for pretty much anything. A second, a first, whatever. Like, But same situation like James Conner last year. I saw James Conner go for a first. I saw James Conner as part of a deal. Yeah, Steven actually, yeah. As part of a deal to go and get um, – damn, it's just gone just like that. T. Higgins. Sorry, sorry, sorry. A package to get T. Higgins. Like, there's these guys every year that pop off that have these great seasons. He had a, you got a good track record too. Last year he played great. He's going, he's doing well so far in this season. So, I think that's enough to go out and like buy something. With Clyde, it's like you haven't really seen anything at all. So, like, people can easily argue with you and say, "Hey, I get he's going, he's doing good now, but he's also never been good before. So, why buy now?" At least Cordell has that year behind him where he's been that yeah. guy to help you win a league. The fountain of youth, him. brother. The fountain of youth. C-Pat. Like I said, I'm riding that CPAT wave. I got him in three leagues, and he's got me in first place in all three of those leagues, if not in first place in the top three. So he's in so, he's so old. It's so now. wild that the man's over 30, year old, 30 years old, and he – they finally figure out, oh, he's actually a good running back. Yeah. Like, I sold him in the offseason to Frankie for Jonathan Taylor's backup, Naheem Hines, because I was like, ah, see, but no way he's going to produce again. So yeah. I went, I traded him for literally Naheem Hines, if that says anything how I feel about him. 
And look, look at him. He's coming out and proving me wrong, but hey. Listen, man, he's 31, but he's got 26-year-old legs. He's never played running back before. So, I mean, I agree with you. He's definitely, if you're not on a contending team, if you are started out 0-3 with CPAT on your roster, first of all, I don't know how you did it. But secondly, if you are starting out 0-3 with CPAT on your roster, you should definitely try to move him to a contender because, yes, like Dudley said, he will finish pretty strong with the season. The Falcons do not have a number one running back, Ty Algier does not look ready. Um, he's looked fine, but he has not looked like he's ready to assume that number one running back role. Um, so we're going to have to roll with CPAT if we want to have any type of running game this year. So absolutely. I'm, I'm with Deli on that. If you can sell him for a first round pick, go ahead. I would probably try to get a little bit more than a first round pick, honestly, at this point with the way he's playing. If you can, I'm not saying yeah, so if you're you going to, I'm if not gonna saying you're going yeah. to, but yeah. I mean, again, he is He's a top six running back right now in fantasy football. Those aren't easy to come by, especially with the way the top six drafted running backs are playing right now. So uh, if you can get some good value for him, I definitely would go ahead and take care of that. Yeah, just just to wrap this one up real quick, I think, I don't know about you guys, but I've been using CPAS or running back in Madden since like 2012. So maybe, I'm, maybe I've been on to something this whole time. I'm just yeah, saying. Bro. I, think you should, I think you should definitely write the Falcons because – <laughs> Arthur Smith could use some coaching tips for sure. That man. I didn't even know you played Madden. <laughs> Madden's a goat, bro. Don't question that stick work, bro. Don't question I've never seen work. Ryan play Madden once in my life. <laughs> it's been, it's been, yeah, it's been about a year and a half since I played last time. <laughs> yeah, I think it's been about two years for me. Yeah, yeah. I play every day. Um, but yeah, my uh, my cell high guy. We'll move on to my sell high guys since uh, Chalmers wanted to talk about him so bad, Mr. Marquise Brown. Uh, three weeks into the season, he is sitting at the uh, wide receiver eight. Uh, last week, he saw 17 targets. Uh, I believe that's probably going to be a career high. I'm not going to look that up, but I can't imagine he's had too many games where he got 17 targets from Lamar Jackson. Uh, he had 11 targets the week before, six targets the week before that, so his target share just keeps seeming to go up. Um, but with that being said, uh, DeAndre Hopkins comes back in three weeks. So I don't necessarily understand how anybody sees that target share continuing to go up. I mean, he's, that's got to peak eventually. And when it peaks, you're going to go ahead and get DeAndre Hopkins back in the mix, who has been a target monster his whole career, especially playing with Kyler Murray. So, um, I've not ever been a Hollywood Brown fan. I won't go ahead and try to disguise that at all um but i also realistically don't think that the production is going to be able to keep up especially with the andre hopkins coming back from that ped suspension so uh marquise brown if you can get i think you could sell high I don't, i'm not going to sit here and try to put value on it because most marquise brown people aren't selling marquise brown but that's just that'd be my advice sell high on marquise brown because i don't think the target share is going to hold up it's a good reason to sell them uh, I personally am holding Marquise Brown. I think the way that Cliff Kingsbury is drawing up plays just for Marquise Brown is not going to be affected by the return of DeAndre Hopkins. I think they play two different type of roles. Um, the chemistry that Kyler has with Marquise dating all the way back to Oklahoma is great. Um, 17 targets is his career high. I just looked it up while you were talking there. Uh, his career high prior to that was 14 last year with Lamar. Um I mean, if he's getting that volume and they're giving him quick little short passes and making him make a play, that that's great. I mean, he's he's fast as hell. 
Um, if, if they can just utilize him in that short game, and then when DeAndre comes back to open it up even more, I, I think Hollywood's going to keep this up all year. I'm not saying he's going to be wide receiver eight, but I think he finishes in that top 16 range. But this would be the time to get the best value for Marquise Brown to back your point up. Yeah, I'm holding as well. Um, See? I really, told you, Marquise Brown people aren't selling. If you got Marquise Brown, you're not selling. But, but this I, is – I don't see it holding up is, is the point. I just – DeAndre Hopkins coming back as a beast. He's a target monster. Always has been. But this is my – Six years this old. Is my, this is my most owned wide receiver on any of my dynasty teams. I've been in on the move since April. Um, they made it a point to bring him into Arizona for a reason. Um, <clears throat> I say this, Hopkins is, is aging as well. We are talking about a 30, going on 31-year-old Hopkins and not a prime 26-year-old guy. Um, I can't exactly remember the contract situation as well, but Kyler's in Arizona for the long term, and I see Marquise being in for the long term as well. Um, sure, Hopkins will eat into a target share, you know, for the rest of this year, maybe next but after, I mean, I, I still think you have Hollywood in his prime with his with his favorite QB in a in a high volume passing offense. Um, Long term, I think it'll play it'll pan out for you when you own Hollywood. And like you said, different roles. You haven't even seen this team take the top off the defense yet. That's Hollywood's best asset. Um, And I think it all opens up when Hopkins gets back. I'm actually excited to see how this plays out. So would you trade Hollywood for A.J. Brown? I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, that's you just trade him for Jalen Waddle. Of course, Tyreek Hill. Yes. Okay, so where's your threshold? Because my threshold, is, like I said, I have Hollywood in the top fifteen. So, like that same range with like people who are who are over over the moon with Drake London, Garrett Wilson, guys like that. I have I have Hollywood in that exact range. Uh, who else goes? Higgins. No, nah, give me Higgins. Michael Pittman. Uh, I don't know, man. I want long term. I think it's close. I don't trust. I don't trust Pittman with with you know. What I mean, with any QB coming in after Matt Ryan, I just I haven't been excited. Age. I think they're both twenty four. No, I'm talking about like the QB situations. Oh give no, me, I know. Give me Hollywood. Yeah, Matt Ryan's contract's there for another two years. I think. Yeah, give me Hollywood. That's what close. About Mike Williams. Hollywood. Yeah, just to touch on Hollywood for a little bit. Um, so I'm going to show a little bit of bias here. Um, I don't own any Cardinals on any of my rosters, not a single player. Uh, they always Same. fall off in the second half of the season. Um, every year since Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury has taken over, it's consistent, okay? Chances are the numbers aren't going to keep up. Not only are you looking at a decline in the offense over the season, you're also looking at the return of DeAndre Hopkins, who is arguably one of the most dominant receivers Given he has missed time, but he is still a dog. I don't care how old he is. Those hands are not going anywhere. That distance and height is not going anywhere. Um, his spacing in the league is great. Uh, he's a great receiver. Um, so all that given said, I am Cardinals biased. I don't own any Cardinals for for that reason. So for that for so if I did own Marquise Brown, I'm probably selling him too. That's fair. I can't get mad. Yeah. My sell high. Uh, it's probably going to upset a few, but mine is CeeDee Lamb. Um, I think uh, a lot of people aren't wanting to sell him. 
especially after he makes that. That was a beautiful one-handed catch to give Dallas the lead there last night. Um, not taking anything away from that. I just, he, I mean, he's seen volume. He hasn't seen anything lower than 11 targets in a game. Um, I just don't think that he is a top five dynasty wide receiver talent. I don't, I just don't see it panning out. He, he's a good wide receiver. I'm not, I'm not t- discrediting that at all. I think he's, um, me personally, he's right there with Hollywood Brown, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> I figured that'd get something out of you, Frankie. Like, I don't, I just don't see it from him. I, I don't see don't the good if somebody said that like a month ago, that that would have been something that would have been realistic. That's why I'm chuckling because right. CD Lamb is up there in a the top five and Marquise Brown was still not for you and I. You and I have 20, been off CD Lamb. Yeah, the other yeah, two yeah. above us, they've been on CD Lamb. We have not. All dating all the way back to when this podcast started with the rankings. So um, I, I just I still forgot to rank him. You <laughs> forgot the rank. True. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, you don't remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we did the Rodgers Beaver rankings, just blanked, blacked out. He died. Josh Gordon style. So I was like, I was looking at his list, like, um, CD Lamb's not any anywhere. And then when he got his running backs, he didn't even rank Dalvin Cook. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, like I just don't see it from him. Like that top tier wide receiver, like and people are, that still have CD Lamb are still holding out and keeping him in that top five, especially in the most recency biased of last night's game. Um, but if you watch that first half where he dropped that bomb, Cooper Rush put it a perfect ball, and he, he drops it, it and, he's, and he's running back to the huddle with this big smile on your face, like. No, where's the competitiveness? If I drop that ball, I'm pissed. I'm I'm yeah. pissed. I'm embarrassed. I'm give me the ball next play. Give me the ball. Like I'm not gonna run back smiling and laughing. Like as a coach, I would not like that shit. Like you're supposed to be this wide receiver one. We traded Amari Cooper away for a bag of chips so you can take that role. We drafted you in the first round. You're wearing number eighty-eight. In they Dallas. made a whole ass fucking commercial about that shit. The right. 88 club. And, and right now, you don't deserve to be in that club. You have not shown to me that you deserve to be in that club. I don't like the separation. He's not. I don't think he's that quick off the line. His hands. He's, I feel like he, every game that we watch, their game is always on TV. And I feel <laughs> oh, like yeah. he's dropping two to four balls a game that he should. Literally catch. everything he looked good at Oklahoma State at, he has not looked good in since he's got to the absolutely like so i think if you could sell him for a wide receiver plus such as a t higgins michael pittman hollywood hell you might be able to get aj brown and something for him i think this is the time to do it and that's that's the reason that he's my sell high You want to? I mean, you and Frank here on the same page. So you're waiting for me and Ryan to respond, obviously. Yeah, anybody. <laughs> um, oh, shit. I mean, people, I, was, people, I, went, I went second last time, so I was going to let somebody else take the floor. Um, but you trust him already. Man's still getting targeted out here. Yeah, he is. He, he's playing with Cooper Rush right now. Dak is coming back. I do think that Cooper Rush is playing well enough to where they could kind of like wait on Dak to come back. So they might be a little lenient with that. So you might be stuck with uh, Cooper Rush a little longer than you want to. And you're right. You're 100% right. He's not like what he's lived up to be when he got drafted. He was supposed to be the best wide receiver out of that draft class. 
by many, um, including Steven in here. I never had him number one, just so we're clear. But, I mean, I've always Neither been a big fan of, it, of his talent. Um, but it's, I don't know. You can't really sell him right now or anything like that, you know? You sell him coming off of a big game to a Cowboys fan. I think that's a realistic we all play with Cowboys fans. That's the most true. popular fan base. You guys are not a Cowboys fan. You, I'm sure you have a league where Steven Chalmers is in it. That's true. True. <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood, Brees Hall, and um, CD Lamb, boys. I mean, I mean, look at it, though. The volume's coming there. I mean, you can chalk up the Tampa Bay game to what you want. Dak never looked comfortable. That offense just wasn't in flow. That defense. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. Tampa Bay top five mm-hmm. defense. There's – Top They're nasty. Right now. Okay. I mean, chalk it up how you want. <laughs> I'm, they I mean, are. They're nasty. I mean, they are. Um, but, I mean, man, like week three, he left a lot of meat on the bone. He dropped that 50-yard bomb. Like, that would have been – it would have been a good game turned into a monster game. I think he beats that defender. You're probably looking at a buck 60 in two scores, like a game that just stands out. Like, okay, CD's here. Um but Cooper Rush has delivered quality targets to the last two weeks. Um, let's see what he does going into week week four against the Commanders. Uh, I have no doubt he's going to draw double-digit targets. Uh, I don't know if Gallup will be back. If he is, it'll be limited. Schultz is out. Um, I think you're going to see this elite kind of volume for CD from here on out. Um, it just comes down to, like AJ said, if he makes plays. He's dropping two to four balls every game. That's unacceptable for a guy of this pedigree coming out. Um, I still believe in the talent, of course, obviously, but it, a lot of people are down on Lamb in general. It just depends on what you're offered. Uh, I don't think you would get Waddle. I don't think you would get, I don't even think you would get Higgins for CD Lamb right now in the community. So it depends. I mean, are you willing to let him go for Hollywood Brown? Are you letting, are you willing to let him go for Michael Pittman? That's what it comes down to. Cause I mean, Pittman, I was yeah. so I was so high on him. I don't think I would. That personally. seems way too. I'm not selling that. Low. It's, it's way. It's way too low. Like I wouldn't trade him for Debo. I wouldn't trade him. You know what I mean? Like guys like that. I would consider trading him for Debo if I'm being I was honest. I'm about to say Debo's a different name. Yeah. You're not talking Debo, about Debo. About to go off. Him. You saw what him I'm, and Jimmy did last year. Pittman. Pittman. I. I don't know. I'm kind of down on Pittman. Now. I've been up and down on him. So I'm I'm back down on Pittman again. Uh, I don't know. This is not really a Pittman thing. It's more of a Matt Ryan thing. Just saying. That's fair. Yeah. Matt Ryan I mean, looks cooked. I yeah, love Matt Ryan, but Matt Ryan, Ryan looks, Matt Ryan looks cooked. Yeah. So, but I mean, Deli, you're a CD. I mean, you're a CD no believer. I mean, are you in the same boat as me? Are you holding? Because I'm gonna. I you have to hold for what? Yeah, I'm, I'm holding. I'm, he's not going to go anywhere near my rosters. Unless I get, like, at least, I mean, I'm not going to say to tell you I'm not going to fucking trade the guy. Like, if I get the right offer, I'm sure I'll move him. But, like, I'm not going to sell low. I'm not going to go out and trade him for Hollywood Brown and or Pittman and, like, any leagues, period. I don't, I mean, unless I'm going to package, like, a two-for-one, I'm just holding CD. Yeah, I think the volume is a sure selling sign because he – he was always known to disappear in the second half of season. So, like I said, I I mean, the volume is big. It's just the drop balls. Like AJ said, two to four drop balls is unacceptable, especially in the ADA club. I mean, you, you're you deemed to be special. But to me, we've why, seen, we've why seen people getting, fix that problem, though. 
why is he getting so much more love than a Deontay Johnson when it comes down to stats? Because he jumped, he could jump high. Oh, um, like, he's, he's DJ Moore with more touchdowns. Like, yeah, I don't get it. They both I mean, play on really famous franchises, so it's not like he plays on like a bigger like market or anything. Deontay, I mean, Deontay is notoriously anywhere from wide receiver eleven and wide receiver eighteen in people's rankings. I get it. Dak's a better quarterback, but to put that to put Lamb in the top five and keep De- uh, Deontay, excuse me, down that far on your rankings when they put up similar statistics, I don't, I don't get it. Deontay I'm a Johnson's name is not as cool as CD Lamb. That's the only thing I can pick up. I'm a Deontay Homer, so I, I mean, by all means, give give love when love is due. It's just like I mean, you look at CD Lamb. College tape stands out as generational. Like, dude was nasty at Oklahoma. Draft draft capital. I don't think it's generational. I mean, he was pretty special. Draft. You know, I, mean, I think Hollywood had a better collegiate career than CD did. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, well, I don't know, man. CD, CD stood out on these tapes. Man. Right, he had a couple one-handed catches. He was playing he against Baylor defensive backs. Uh, but also, you got to think about the offense he was drafted to, the QBs paired with. I mean, it, a lot of things, man. Like, And then, like, you're deemed number 88 early. Like, you mean, he's got to be special. I mean, uh, but we'll see. Um, I, I think you have to hold CD because you're going to get these buy-low offers that just make no sense. Shouldn't have had him in the first place, though. That's what you get. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Gonna, I'm telling you, man. I I don't think this is the end of CD. I think he's going to break out. I I love CD. I'm I'm going to die on that train. It's the end of him. I don't it's think it's the end off. of him. I just think he's a wide receiver too. Like we're talking about Terry McLaurin earlier being a wide receiver too. I think that's kind of where CD Lamb's going to live. I don't think he's ever going to be. I don't care how many targets he's getting. If he's he had 11 targets in week one, he had two catches. Like I don't like targets are great, but if you're not getting the catches, then the targets don't matter, so I don't know. I I loved CD coming out of college, but since he's gotten to the pros, I'm all the way off on CD Lamb. So I, I I kind of was kidding when I say you should never have had him, so you get what you deserve. But at the same time, you should have moved him a long time ago if you had the chance. Like his stock was as high as it's ever going to be this offseason. If you didn't move him then, then you're kind of up shit's creek at this point. I bought him. I bought him back in AJ's league. AJ, you know, I, I bought him for the John when I traded Jonathan Taylor. So it's just my guy, just guys you got to live on that train with. But um, anyway, have you guys seen the new white unis for the Bengals that'll be premiering on Thursday night, man? Those oh, things are pretty clean. Off. Um, we're gonna jump into the Thursday night preview. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't heard anything definitive about Tua's status. Um. I that's a huge, huge thing going to this game if two is playing or not. I don't want Teddy B, Mr. Conservative Teddy B being my QB in the game with the Bengals in the jungle. Uh if that's gonna be the case, I don't I, I think the Bengals keep it rolling. Uh it looked good going into week uh week three. Obviously you're playing the Jets, but I think Burrow was sacked just one time. Came out fire for what, two eighty and three scores. Overall, it looked like a pretty good performance, bounce back performance. Like AJ said, this is what he they needed to get rolling, and this could be it. Um, Miami hasn't Miami hasn't been uh, very stingy against the pass either, so I think I think the Bengals can come out and just I mean not steamroll, but I think it's going to be a, a pretty solid game for Cincinnati in the jungle. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I actually think this is going to be a big Joe Mixon night um, out there in the jungle. Yep. I mean, calling call for a white out there. Uh, I, I guess that's kind of a trend after the Giants did it. I think it's more of a Penn State thing than anything. Um, I don't. I guess it's transitioning over into the NFL. Um, I don't I like it. I don't either. I think it should just be a college thing. It's different in college. Um, yeah. College is a whole different atmosphere than the NFL, unless you're Bills Mafia or Arrowhead. Um, but anyway, to get back on track, I think um, I think Cincinnati. This is this is the game that they get back on track. I think it's a trap game for Miami coming off a big win against Buffalo, where a lot of team, a lot of people didn't even pick Miami to win that game. They kind of just brushed them to the side. And they're like Josh Allen's better than Tua. Um, they came out and they shut Josh Allen down in the second half. Um, Tua's injury, I mean, that's that's lingering regardless of what reports say. If it's his head, his back, his leg, something ain't right with him right now. Um, and that's worrisome. They still haven't got the running game going there with Chase Edmonds. I think he was held to like 21 yards. They're still trying to get Raheem Mostert the ball. Um, I, think, I think Burrow is going to get back on track. Like he touched on, he had 280, three touchdowns. Um, still waiting on that big Jamar Chase play that we haven't seen yet here in the first half. few weeks of the game. I mean, I'm waiting on that 65, 70-yard bomb, just Jamar Chase, just doing Jamar Chase things. T. Higgins had a ridiculous catch that got called back. Should have been a touchdown the other day. That was a marvelous touchdown in the back of the end zone. Um, but I just, like I said, I think it's a trap game. Um, just give me, give me Cincinnati in this, in this game. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, go ahead, Bill. Now you're good, Frankie. I, um, yeah, I'm, I, I like Miami in this game. Um, I think two is going to play, even if he doesn't play, uh, this defense showed last week that they could hold the high octane bills offense, uh, to what was it? 19 points. So. Um, I think that uh, I, I'm not big on making a habit of picking a road team on a short week and Thursday night, um, but I believe in this Dolphins team. I picked them to make the playoffs before the season started. I did not pick them to be leading their division after three weeks. So, I mean, that's a little crazy, but um, I think this Dolphins team is loaded. Uh, Tua continues to make the right decisions and get the ball out of his hand pretty quick. Uh, so, yeah, as long as two is back there, even if Teddy's back there, I think they can get the screen game going. So give me the Dolphins. All right. Here's my chance. We only four and team left. Uh I'm rolling with the uh I'm rolling with the Bengals. Uh it feels like a trap game. AJ touched on it. On one hand, you had three and Dolphins who are absolutely rolling. On the other hand, you have a Super Bowl hangover Bengals team who's one and two playing at home in whiteout jerseys. So yin and the yang here. Um, Bengals got to get it going eventually, right? I don't think uh, – I still think Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow, right? T. Higgins – I mean, excuse me. Jamar Chase is still Jamar Chase. Neither of them have had a fantastic game yet. Well, week one, I think Jamar had a pretty good game. But regardless, the Bengals are going to be back eventually, and I think it'll be at home in those beautiful white jer- jerseys. I think the player to break out like AJ touched on is Mixon, though. Mixon has not had that big game yet. I think you got to get him rolling. Granted, he's coming in banged up. He's got an ankle injury, but you got to get them rolling. You upgraded this O line uh, for one to protect Burrow, but also to at least have some some push up front. I mean, I, I got to see something. I got to if you're a Mixon owner, 
you got to hope that, you know what I mean, this is it. Let's get him rolling. Let's get the, you know, 20 touches, 25 touches. But my last question before we, we get out of here, if Tua doesn't play, do you think about sitting? I mean, I, I don't think you can, but do you think about sitting Tyreek and Jalen Waddle? No. No, you can't. You don't sit your big guys, especially when they're yeah, rolling. But, Chalmers, you never said who you're picking in this game. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. So, three no, Cincinnati, no, Cincinnati. One Miami. So, okay. Yeah. I see a Listen, big I'm game. rolling with Miami, man. I, I really like this Dolphins team. I picked them to make the playoffs. I think we all did. Started, like I said. Uh, I think no, Delhi did not. I, mean, Delhi I think they're interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm out. Delhi took New England. Ooh. I hated two at the time. But three thought, in the line, boys. I thought Mac Jones and Bill Belichick were going to get the job done regardless. I was just <laughs> obviously wrong. But like Deli said, three and O's are on the line. Who's going to be? Who's going to be ahead? We'll see. Um, other than that, it was a good stream, boys. I appreciate everybody getting back. It was fun. Um, Deli, anything you want to say to the people before we get out of here? Yeah, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, two likes this episode, baby. We getting up in the world. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, glad for the support. Uh, thankful for VSN always for hosting us here. Uh, we even got our own branding now, so that's going to come. We're going to figure this out as a podcast and uh, have this stream looking nice and pretty soon. But uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Really appreciate all the support we can get going forward. By the way, Broncos country, let's ride. I got two wins out of a nine I need. Just going to say that. Um, AJ and I has got that bet going on. It's a pretty big bet. So, Russ, keep it rolling. 11-point wins, I don't care. Keep it rolling. (laughs) Peace out, boys.